Rough weekends for the Eagles and the Dolphins. Are they frauds or should we maybe chill out a little bit? Welcome to the Locked On NFL podcast. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, football fans? It's the Locked On NFL podcast. It is Tuesday. That means you get me, Luke Braun, at Luke Braun NFL. Uh, you also get Michelle Majuk, who does Locked On Fantasy Football with us uh, and is filling in for Ross, who the holiday season ended, so he's finally allowed to eat. So he's doing that. Uh, <laughs> how you doing, Michelle? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here and talking about there were some crazy games this weekend and a lot of... A lot of games that are going to have a big impact on the playoff picture coming yeah. up here on Sunday. Yeah, so we can talk a little bit about the playoff picture, especially you're a diehard Steelers fan, right? I am, unfortunately. It's been much better hey, the last couple of weeks. Look at OK. Rudolph saving our season here and making a Steelers fan have some sanity. It's been a yeah. rough you know, a couple seasons here with Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky. But yeah, it's been a little bit more fun to watch them over the last couple of weeks. And yet still winning record, 17 in a row for Mike Tomlin. We'll talk about the Steelers more in a little bit and kind of that AFC wildcard situation, as well as our yike and like of the week. But first things first, let's talk about the premier teams here, Eagles and Dolphins. I think if you ask somebody in like November or maybe October, who are, what's the Super Bowl? Uh, Eagles versus Dolphins might've been a popular pick. But the Dolphins go take an absolute beat down in Baltimore by the Ravens. The Eagles drop one to the Arizona Cardinals after a, a lot of Eagles fans got very loud about the Cowboys doing this. And then the Eagles did it right back there. Uh, Y'all should know better. <laughs> so they, they drop one to Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Uh, are these teams fake? Are they destined for first round exits? I don't know if they're fake, but they're definitely going in the wrong direction right now. And I think the their biggest issues are definitely their defense. Like their offense isn't super yeah. consistent on a week to week basis, right? You would, especially the Eagles, you would like them to have more consistency there. And it it does seem like the Dolphins only know how to play at home or against bad teams. I mean, they've only beaten one team this year with a winning record. That was the Cowboys in week 16. And that was a lower scoring close game. But this, the Dolphins' defense against good teams has really been struggling, giving up a ton of points, a ton of yards. So, and what are they going to have to face in the playoffs? Obviously, good teams. So that's a little right. bit worrisome. But when it comes to the Eagles, I think they just they keep trying different things. They even tried a different play caller on defense with Matt Patricia, but they allowed 29 points in the second half yesterday against the Cardinals. And over the last three games, with Matt Patricia being the play caller, they've allowed a over seven or 17 or more points in the second half in each of those games. Like they're falling apart in the second half. They've always been this year anyways, a bad pass defense, but now they're allowing so many points in the second half and they're losing games because their offense just isn't, they're doing enough to win, but not doing enough to overcome their terrible defense. Yeah. That's more where I'm at with the dolphins than the or with the Eagles than the Dolphins. The Dolphins, for whatever reason, I feel like they can still just kind of like boat race someone. Like yeah. especially and and maybe it's just because I look at like the possible AFC wildcard teams and they are all, you know, 
Pittsburgh as as much as it's fun what Pittsburgh is doing that is not a barn burner offense that you feel like oh no how are we going to stop like Mason Rudolph right or or Cleveland they're you know they're hooping with Joe Flacco but that doesn't feel like oh we have a bad defense and Joe Flacco is coming to town you know I'd be a little worried about like Buffalo and Josh Allen could just like run one up on you but I feel like at least that gets you to the divisional round and then you know you're a couple lucky breaks away from it being a run um but with Philly and on this show, I've been a huge proponent of the Philadelphia Eagles. I am remarkably impressed with everything they have done so far, but they clearly have a defensive issue. They have an identity issue on offense. And what I think gets me about it is like, it feels like putting Matt Patricia in charge of the defense was just a dart at the wall. Like, just let's just close our eyes and throw something and see if it works out. And I feel like w- when you start making those kinds of changes and they don't work, now you're just sort of feeling around with a blindfold on, hoping you find purchase on something. A hundred percent. I mean, and it's getting, I mean, they're, they're not going to be able to go into these playoffs and face, I mean, A, they're going to have to go to the 49ers at some point, right? Let's say, even you're say right. they, they win the first round or second round and they get to the NFC Championship and they face the 49ers this defense cannot hold up against that offense. We'll see if they could hold up against even the Cowboys offense or the lions offense at at this moment, because if they're going to allow over 400 total yards, to Cardinals, like I get Kyler Murray's there and he's been all right, but I love over 400 total yards, the Cardinals. And then you're just going to get destroyed in the playoffs. And then you have the offensive side of the ball with AJ Brown getting frustrated with play calling or Jalen Hurts. Who knows what, what exactly he's frustrated about? He just wants to win, right? But then you also have Devonta Smith now dealing with a sprained ankle. It just seems like the Eagles are really going in the wrong direction. I'd be super anxious about them going and in, heading into the playoffs if I were an Eagles fan. And locked on Eagles, uh, Gino and Louie, they are anxious. <laughs> they are definitely very nervous about it. Um, for me, though, with, like with the frauds thing, uh, I always feel compelled to say that, like, whether or not they are frauds, it does not matter. They are in the playoffs. They're going to play. Uh, the Eagles, I mean, they might have to travel, but if they do, they're traveling to, like, Tampa, New Orleans. Um, but then they're going to have to, you know, play some on the road unless they can kind of snake it back from the Cowboys here who currently hold the two seed and who do they play in week 18 the commanders. It's They're probably the commanders. Win. Yeah. Yeah. The eliminated commanders. I do feel like the Eagles came into this season though with Super Bowl or bust aspirations, right? It wasn't just, Oh, we want to win a playoff game. They made the Super Bowl last year. They were right there. They, I mean, poor Jalen Hurts. He really should have won that game. An amazing performance by him. So that was that was the goal, not to just be the same, but even be better. How can they build upon that? And I like right now, it does feel like going into the playoffs, if they won one, one game, we're going to be like, oh, good Eagles. But really, that's, that's a disappointing season for them if that's all they get is yeah. one playoff win. For sure. And I, I see it this way. Like if they get the five seed, they go beat their, you know, their saints or whatever they go into San Francisco and they lose to San Francisco. Yeah. That is a regression for making the super bowl. But I think that avoids disaster. You don't look at that season and go, my goodness, what a choke. But if you lose to like Baker Mayfield and wildcard weekend, yeah. Eagles choked. That's what we're saying. Right. We be, we talk about them the same way. We talk about the Cowboys every time that's happened to them. 
Yeah. And with the dolphins going back to them, I, I do think their season's surprising, right? Everyone going into the season was like the bills. You, they'll, they'll take the AFC uh, East here. It was pretty much everyone's pick, right? But sure. then they started off so hot, but they've lost two of the last four games. And I just feel like they're headed in the wrong direction as well. Now, I know yesterday when they just got beaten down by the Ravens, they were missing Jalen Waddle and Raheem Mostert. Maybe that changes some things. But now they have Bradley Chubb, who's going to be out for the year. He's their lead yeah. sacker and leader. Still can't give up 56. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, their defense is just – this game is going to matter so much because they have to face the Bills now because they keep losing nope. as of late. Now they have to actually fight for the AFC East still in Week 18, beat the Bills, and that's just a huge game for both of these guys. The Dolphins will be in the playoffs no matter what, but to get that home field advantage, especially for this team that performed so differently on the road versus at home, that's going to be a huge, huge uh, win or loss for the Dolphins in Week 18. <laughs> Yeah, if if the Bills take that game and take the division out from under the Dolphins, who have been a front runner at times in the AFC, that is a and then you're going, oh my goodness, you're a fraud. And then they would fall to the fifth seed, and then they would travel to like Jacksonville or Houston or whoever wins that. And you're kind of thinking the same thing where you're going, man, they really should win this game. And if they don't, what an absolute flame out at the end of the season. But someone's still got to go through Baltimore. And if the Ra the Ravens can get the dolphins at home again they're going to be pointing and saying we did this to them last time we got this and they're going to come out with swagger how much fun would a dolphins texans wild card round be Ooh, that would be a barn burner yeah i feel like there's so many fun afc matchups that could happen uh and then there's a whole bunch of times where we're like oh i guess we're all going to sit down and watch like gardner Minshew on nickelodeon like i feel like <laughs> that could happen too um but elsewhere in that AFC wildcard picture, let's let's break that down and talk about Michelle's Pittsburgh Steelers plus Yike and Like of the Week coming up soon. Today's episode of Locked On NFL is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And it's America's number one sports book for a reason. On FanDuel, if you are new, you can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Any $5 bet on anything. It can be on a spread, on a random touchdown prop. Uh, it can be, uh, I think it can be a parlay. Uh, whatever you want. For one $5 bet, you can get $150 in bonus bets. There are live same game parlays. You can bet right in the middle, right? You know, Chiefs go down two scores. You can say, we're going to see the comeback, right? That's my favorite live bet ever. <laughs> you can find all kinds of other bets in their like new explore tab, build parlays, all kinds of super cool tools to help you get yourself uh, all situated and set up. So go to fanduel.com slash locked on so that you can get that $150 in bonus bets guaranteed whether that $5 bet wins or loses. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Moving right along with this episode of the Locked On NFL podcast here with Michelle Majuk. I am Luke Braun. And after you're done with this, why don't you go check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 sports feed. First of its kind, 24-7 sports show stream you can catch it live throw it on in the background forget about it you can get all kinds of locked on shows from our incredibly vast network of daily podcasts so michelle how you feel about those Steelers? 
I'm feeling really good. I wish they didn't, uh, you know, fall apart for that three game stretch against, <laughs> against the Cardinals and the Patriots and the Colts. I mean, that's probably going to end up coming back to bite them. Right. Because it's not that they just have to win in week 18. They also need either the Jaguars or the bills to lose. And maybe the bills could lose, but the Jaguars are playing the Titans a little bit easier of a matchup, but I don't know what took them so long to go to Mason Rudolph because he can actually move the ball. He makes this offense fun. They have scored over 30 points in back-to-back weeks. They didn't score more than 27 points in any game this year before Mason Rudolph was a starter. Put up 468 total yards uh, this this week. And, uh, oh, my goodness, I'm already blanking who they just played yesterday. Oh, Seahawks. Seahawks. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. They put up 468 total yards on the most in a game since 2018. Like, it's just so nice to see that there's a quarterback that can push the ball down the field and he <laughs> opens up the run game, which is making Najee Harris better overall. And it's just been a relief, I'll say, because every game as a Steelers fan, it feels even when they win, it just feels miserable. It's like they didn't really deserve that. It was just gross. <laughs> but well, the last they just keep weeks, stacking them. Yeah. But the last couple of weeks, it does feel like they deserve it. And I'm happy to be here. Yeah, that Mike Tomlin feels like one of those coaches. I put Mike Vrabel in that as well. I think Dan Campbell, they're the Lions are good, but I think even if the Lions like fall away, he's going to go in there too. There are some coaches to me that just find a way that that feel like they have always really resilient teams that can play to the scoreboard that that stay in these games that aren't just going to show up and get clobbered like Arizona will sometimes. They'll just show up and get clobbered some like you know, every third game, uh, even when you have a team, a, a roster that feels like devoid of talent, you're going to find a way to make those guys feel talented. Right. And especially watching uh, what I did catch. I was watching red zone of that Steelers Seahawks game. Just so physical. That's really how the Steelers won that game was just bowling. Every time red zone would cut back to the Steelers game and I would see Najee Harris or Jalen Warren taking some DB for a ride for six extra yards that adds up. And I so love this running back duo, by the way. Yeah, it, it works. Um, and and you know, credit to the line too, the whole the whole run game. So I'm looking at the playoff picture, and maybe you're more familiar with how the tiebreakers and everything works, but we have four different teams at nine and seven. Three of them are in the AFC South, so one of them's gonna win the South and be out of it that way. Uh, but then you have Pittsburgh is the fourth as well as Buffalo, who's 10 and six playing Miami. So if they lose, they could join a party at 10 and seven and actually get knocked out. And then Cleveland more or less locked into the, I think actually locked into the fifth seed at mm-hmm. 11 and five. So what do you make of this wild card picture? And uh, who do you want to see in the wild card round? If it you're not allowed to say the Steelers. Well, I will say my dream scenario is that the Jaguars lose, right? And the Texans beat the Colts, which would mean the Texans win the AFC South and another fourth seed, right? And you get Texans Browns fifth seed, or maybe Texans Dolphins fifth seed. It right? would, yeah. My, and then in this scenario, I'd be having the Steelers win. So it'd go Browns, Bills, Steelers as a wild card seed. So I think those would be my favorite. I don't really want to see the Colts in there. Like, I don't want to watch Gardner Minshew in the playoffs. Yeah. Sorry. And the Jaguars right now, even if Trevor Lawrence comes back and plays, that team is not very good at this moment. Trevor Lawrence is too banged up, and I just don't think they're going to win a game in the playoffs. I really don't want to see them. I don't think they're deserving of it right now. Uh, so that's the the team I least want to see in the playoffs. But as long as I will say, I don't know what way to go because I want to see the Bills in the playoffs so bad. 
right? Me too. I think they're going to be so much fun. They actually have Super Bowl aspirations. Like they could actually make the Super Bowl. If the Steelers make the playoffs, they're not making the Super Bowl. I'll I'll say that even as a fan. But it's a hey, you never know. Six seed, two thousand five. Yeah, that's gonna be a hard situation for me watching that game on Sunday night, uh, Bills against the Dolphins. If the Steelers need them to lose, because I do want to, wa- I do want to see the Bills in the playoffs. Let me let me throw something at you here. Uh, oh, looking at so Cleveland is the fifth seed. They have to be. But let's say uh, the Steelers win. They play the Ravens. Let's say the Ravens, you know, they sit their starters. Steelers win. Let's say Houston wins and Jacksonville loses. So we get your same AFC South deal. Let's say the Bills win. They take the second seed. Uh, the Dolphins would go to the sixth seed. You'd get Joe Flacco headed to Houston for that matchup. You'd get Dolphins Chiefs and then the Steelers going to Buffalo for an all-time slot fest ball uh, two to seven game. And the Bills absolutely would have a chance to blow that game, if you ask me. This is what I want from the playoffs. Ever since they added that seven seed, that has not yet been a serious team. Yeah. That has been, you know, the 2021 Eagles, right? That just like, we're not ready yet. Uh, that's That's been the Seahawks going into San Francisco and getting clobbered, right? The Dolphins last year getting clobbered by, by Buffalo. I, I, I am done with that. I want serious seventh seed teams. And I feel like as much as Pittsburgh has had their flaws, has had their dips, they feel like the kind of team that can totally ruin someone's party as a two seed. So I would love it as a seven seed. Yeah. Right now with Mason Rudolph, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, they can go. I mean, they have a solid enough defense, right? They give up a lot of yards, but not a ton of points because they're really bend, don't break, cause a lot of turnovers. I will say the Bills can even get in if they lose against the Dolphins. So they would just need either the Steelers to lose or the Jaguars to lose either one of those teams. And they're still in no matter what happens. So there's so many scenarios going on. The one I really just don't want to see is the Texans losing to the Colts. I want the Texans to take control of what they need to do win that game, make the playoffs, because I want to see the, t- I want to see CJ Stroud and the Texans in the playoffs way, way more than Gardner Minshew out there. With those young guys too. Like I want to get that postseason tread on their tires, you know, and nobody makes a run in their first time in the playoffs. You know, yeah. you, you got to get that out of the way while they're still figuring some things out. And they had a rough start that, you know, start of the season and all that. Um, I adore week 18. To me, it's like another playoff weekend, especially now that I'm rooting for a functionally eliminated team. My Vikings are basically out of it. Uh, I I just get to like be a neutral fan and watch all these things play out in real time. I absolutely love it. It's an underrated holiday weekend on the NFL calendar. Um, That is one thing I like. And there are other things that I like. And there are other things that make me say, yike. So, yike and like. Coming up next. Today's episode of Locked On Vikings is brought to you by Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Football Made Easy. But this is not your 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 father's daily fantasy. All right, this is not putting up a whole lineup and trying to throw it in with a pool of six hundred thousand sharks. No, no, no. This is daily fantasy. You against the house. That's all it is. No other people. You're not trying to compete. You're not trying to find corner cases. Just you picking two to six of your favorite players. Prize picks sets an amount, whether it's yardage, touchdowns, fantasy points, what have you. And all you got to do is say more than or less than. Get them all right. Get a huge payout. 
Also, you can combine them now across sports. So you can do something like LeBron James three-pointers and Travis Kelsey touchdowns or something like that and, and jam those together as like a combination deal. You can find uh, all of that stuff at prize picks on the app or at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. If you go there, use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Moving right along here with this Locked On NFL podcast. It's time for a weekly tradition, Michelle. Ross and I love to do this. Anytime anybody else is here, we make them do it. Um, one yike and one like from the weekend. I'll, I'll, I'll do my yike first, give you time to think if you haven't thought of it already. Uh, here's the deal. On Saturday, Lions play the Cowboys. They score. They go back. You saw it on the little sidebar, officiating nightmares. This was an insane botching. I've never seen a hosing like this, and I've seen other Lions games, all right? Now, this is something that just has to happen once a year to the Lions. It's written in the code, uh, so at least they got it out of the way before it was in the playoffs, right? They made that mistake in 2014, um, but I, I, I can't believe it. So for those of you that missed it, the Lions used a tackle-eligible play to throw a touchdown to a tackle as like part of a trick play, and it worked. They got it. The ref announced the wrong guy. So number 68, Taylor Decker, was supposed to be the eligible player. They send a couple of offensive linemen up to the ref to try to like obfuscate, which is kind of a weird move because the ref then will say the number anyways. But the ref said the wrong guy. He said number 70 reported eligible. Dan Campbell had explained this to the referees before the game. He said they were very clear. Number 70 did not say anything. There was something about how maybe he like brushed his chest, but it isn't very clear. Uh, Taylor Decker said, I am an eligible tackle. Number 68 said, I'm eligible. The ref said a different number. So he just messed up. My guess is he looked back at the group of, of, of three guys and got them mixed up. Or he just assumed because 70 had been eligible other times in that game. He said, oh, 70 is their eligible guy today, which is either way, an inexcusable mistake. Here's where I'm at on refereeing. I've given this rant before. Um, it's impossible to make the calls that refs have to make. Uh, that one's not impossible. That one is a, is a horrible mistake. But for things like pass interference, they're highly subjective calls there. Sometimes you don't have the angle. Sometimes you're 30 feet away. It's going fast. You're, you're making these game-breaking calls at, at, at breakneck speed. It's impossible. It needs to be less on the refs. Like the refs need to be made to matter less. My latest theory or my latest suggestion is they need like a blue flag that they can throw. That's like, I think I saw a penalty, but I'm not 100% sure about that. Let's go investigate. Let's let's figure it out instead of just having to make a breakneck speed judgment call and be wrong about it and have nothing you can do. I, I the, the officiating this year has been worse uh, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. And I don't think that it's just getting more visible. I think they're struggling to keep the pace of the game up. I think they're struggling to see what they need to see. I think they're more poorly trained every year. And there is absolutely no accountability for me. Like a ref that gets the number wrong on a pivotal play like that should not be allowed in the next game. That, that should be something that, that like you are punished by not refing for a while anymore. That needs to be like a serious offense because it screwed the lions. It screwed their seating. And it might be the difference between playing at home and playing on the road in the divisional round. 
I think I did see where these refs will not be allowed to uh, ref in the playoffs. I'm not sure for the whole. It's playoffs, not enough. Yeah. yeah, that's how it works. If if you screw up too many times, like the the best refs, like there's a judgment system. They have like a grading system, and the highest graded refs get the Super Bowl, and the second highest get the championship games, and so on. But then that still means you get like the tenth best crew in the wild card round. Get out of here. I really don't understand though why they can't just have uh, the sky judge, right? Like just someone that's watching every play for whatever particular game you're on. And if there's a really bad call, I don't care. I think I'm so sick of some penalties are reviewable and some right? aren't. Like they should just all be. And I'm not saying that like the opposing team should just be able to be like, we're reviewing this on every penalty. That's not what I'm saying. But if it's so obvious that the call was wrong and the next play hasn't happened yet, there's just no reason why they can't you know, page them down and be like, Hey, no, that's not a flag. Or that is a flag. Like fix it. When it's changing a game like that, I don't think anyone would be mad at that. If you actually make the correct decisions on the field. Right. It, it shouldn't be something where like we have to slow the game down all the time. Yeah. But if you, if, if New York sees that they can overturn something, they should be able to click that button if they can get there before the next snap or whatever. Michelle, what is your like or yike? What's so funny is that my yike that I already had prepared was that the Lions offense this last week and just in general, their inconsistencies. That's my yike. I did not like what I saw against the Cowboys. And I was going to say, I don't. Yes, the the refs ruined that game. Right. And they made an inexcusable error, but it shouldn't have come down to that two point conversion. The their defense, the Lions defense did everything they needed to do to win that game. They kept the Cowboys to 20 points, and that's including Jared Goff throwing two interceptions, which is going to make it easier on the Cowboys to score mm-hmm. points. And they still had them to only 20 points. There is no reason the Lions with all those playmakers with Ben Johnson, with, you know, these elite assets here that they're not able to put up 21 points against the Cowboys, right? Like, Against any team, but also in this game where they their defense played so well. Jared Goff needs to be more consistent, and you just never know what you're going to get out of them, especially on the road. At home, they're a little bit more consistent, and they're, I mean, if they have to travel at all during the playoffs, which you're most likely going to have to do, right? Not in the first round, but after that, most likely. But their, their splits are just wild. Their points per game drops from nearly 31 to 24. Their yards per play drops by a good big percent. Their red zone touchdown percent drops by nearly like 16%, way worse on third down. It's just they need more consistency on the road, especially. And Jared Goff, it's going to be hard for him to make it all the way through the NFC playoffs to the Super Bowl. Going to have to win on the road. Yeah. Same thing applies, right? Someone's got to go through San Francisco or else Brock Purdy just gets to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, My like we already talked about a little bit is going to go to Lamar Jackson's MVP case. Uh, Ross and I talked about this last week after they dismantled the 49ers. But now the Ravens have gone to San Francisco and Miami. Another popular Super Bowl pick would be San Francisco versus Miami. And they dusted the absolute heck out of both of those teams. And such a huge part of that is Lamar Jackson. Now, a lot of people, the, the the case against Lamar Jackson for F- MVP is like purely stats without context. Mm-hmm. It's like, but look at his EPA. It's like, but if you have no explanation for the way that the offense works and my, my case for Lamar Jackson remains, 
that offense does not thrive without his particular skill set. And it just hung 56 on Miami. It's working and it is built around him and him alone. You put anyone else in that offense, it falls apart. That to me is the most valuable player. Um, but hang 56 on, on the other best team in the AFC. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much going to lock it up. Yeah, it's that game, right? It's this game against the Dolphins that locked it up in my mind. After the 49ers game, I really didn't think like he should be in the lead, right? He should be in the running, but I didn't think he should be the odds-on favorite. Uh, because, hey, I mean, so much of that was their defense. They just destroyed. I mean, every ball just bounced their way, right, for for the Ravens against the 49ers. They also just played a great game. But Lamar didn't have to do all that much in that game to, to win, and it was just a beating, whatever. But this game... It was they, the Dolphins couldn't do anything to stop Lamar. Lamar could do whatever he wanted. He put up massive numbers, which we've all been asking for, yeah. right? For this MVP resume. Like and bombs he did on it. bombs, too. It's deep passes. It's yeah. not like people hate that he's like getting yards w- by running the ball, which it's like, man, the yards still count. Like, stop him. Uh- <laughs> I do think in a normal year, he doesn't win. Uh, but there's no one else. I mean, everyone else in Patrick sure. Mahomes is it- disappointing. Josh Allen yeah. has too many turnovers. Uh, Rock Birdie had one bad game. And I guess he's out of it because <laughs> it was on national he, television on Christmas. He's had a few. He had a he's had meltdown two bad on Christmas. Games. One really bad game. He got smoked by the Vikings. He's he's had a couple of, of they, they had that losing streak and kind of fell apart a little bit. If Rock um, Birdie's name is Patrick Mahomes, he wins it. I'm not sure because I, I I think he's been kind of going blow for blow with Mah- with Mahomes this because Mahomes isn't winning it and he's having his downs too right yeah but Mahomes like, stats stink I was saying if Mahomes had the uh, stats that Brock Purdy has Brock Purdy wins hands down but because it's Brock Purdy he was a seventh round pick no one thought he was going to be good people came in with low expectations this year because he has a nice surrounding cast and because he had his Terrible game on Christmas night. That's pretty much the only reason why. Yeah, also, if you put one serious player on the Chiefs that isn't Patrick Mahomes, then yeah, I think the discussion changes. I'll give you yeah. that. So what's your like of the week? Uh, so we already talked about this a bit, but my like was really just seeing CJ Stroud go back out there. I was worried hmm. about what this Texans offense would look like after a couple of weeks with him removed. Came back, made the Texans offense good again. Isn't that crazy what a quarterback can do? But atrocious without him. So good again with him. And I, I just really like seeing all, I mean, Nico Collins and him have that really nice connections. Hopefully Noah Brown. I didn't see exactly what his injury is. Hopefully he can be back because they're already out tank Dell. I wish he was still there, but it was just nice to see Devin Singletary, CJ Stroud in this offense moving again. And that was my like for the week. Tomorrow y'all get Tony and James. Uh, they'll be breaking down their thing. I love listening to those guys. So make sure you check it out. Make sure you check out the locked on sports today show, as well as their 24 seven YouTube feed for Michelle Majuk. I am Luke Braun. Thank y'all so much for listening to the locked on NFL podcast.